he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> Unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons because you know what? We are just happy you are here. That is so true. So why don't you just come, hang out, join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. Me too. All right, guys. Let's creep. Okay, so I don't know what's going on and I need to (laughs) talk this through. Mm -hmm. So Nick, our friend Nick Vial, is going up to people in the mall with a microphone and asking them their thoughts on oral sex and I what is going on. Please play it so that I can then. Okay. For context, here is what Nick is doing. In a, um, just to paint the picture, like a wife beater mm-hmm. t-shirt, like a tank top, sleeveless white tank top. Okay. An open short sleeve button down, like kind of Hawaiian shirt, jeans, and um, Converse sneakers. Going up to people with a microphone asking them about oral sex. Let's let's take a listen. How long should for uh, oral sex last for? It depends on who's doing it. <laughs> if you're receiving it, how long? Usually, uh, you know, the first three minutes and then I got to get down to the nitty gritty to the brass tacks, if you know what I mean. I think I do. Do you give the oral sex as well? Uh, depends uh, if she deserves it. Uh, and what would make her deserve it or not? Nice enough, cool enough person in the sack, then yes. Women can be funny, true or false? Yes, I have... Homegirls, friends that are extremely hysterical, except stand-up female comedians are not funny. I don't know why that does not translate to stand-up comedy. What's the craziest food combo you've ever seen a girlfriend eat? Her booger. <laughs> Her boogers, plural, along with the, the spice. Just, just the boogers. I will say, the thing that you described to me, Nick Vile wearing a wife beater and a Hawaiian shirt, walking around a mall asking people about oral sex was like cringy enough in itself. But how did he manage to find someone else to take this to like 17 levels up of cringy? Because I feel like that man made Nick look good. He made Nick look better. For sure. That guy is, like, literally the, <laughs> Better, the worst sure. person in the mall you could have possibly interviewed. And, like, he voluntarily released this clip. Like, was there no one else that you ran into in the mall that responded to your questions and could have been a video? Like, this is Normally. Nick's video. This isn't someone else doing this. And, like, this guy is just like, I'm just looking for the local Macy's and I'm being asked how many times, like, I go down on a girl. And, right, this guy is like... Yeah, but then he's also answering, like, this girl's eating boogers and also <laughs> women stand-up comedians are not funny. Like, okay. But but you know what I have an issue with? Why did Nick ask that? Females can... Women can be funny, yes or no? Uh, why are you even asking that? Right, like, that should be an obvious, like, yeah, no shit. Anyone can be funny. Have you heard of She's All Batch, Nick Vile? It's a hilarious female-hosted podcast. Hilarious, stunning <laughs> girls over here. Exactly. Um, and, like, what is Natalie yeah. doing while, while Nick is, like, she's filming. pestering people? <laughs> she's standing oh. right there filming. Okay. She's I like, mean, you're doing amazing, sweetie. I don't know Keep if it going. Ask them if they like blowjobs. But you're right. I do think it brings into question Nick's judgment when this is what the guy said, the one guy at the mall, and he was like, yeah, that's good, babe. I think we got it. That's a wrap. And didn't just decide to ask another person at the mall some questions because that guy was weird. I was uncomfortable. I'm like, this is not. It depends what if I want. she deserves it. Like, yeah, like you okay. know, this guy's like kissed like one girl in his entire life. Oh, 100%. and it's like his sister probably. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, offensive? no, it's not. I, okay. I I'm offended by this guy who said women stand up comedians aren't funny. It's like why. 
rude. I, I just, well, like, let's get back to the point of, like, what is this? What is going on? It's part of <laughs> what the... What does it mean, Miley? The, what does it mean? It's part of the penultimate, I don't know if that's a word, but Nick Vile, the Vile Files rebrand is coming in and it's coming in hot and Nick is becoming a dating expert slash therapist. He is shedding his image of bachelor man slash guy who talks about bachelor in the context of dating and he's getting to the real deal real dating real sex real stories i just think it's all part of his like i'm hitting the streets yeah i'm a real journalist literally yeah um i think this whole vile files rebrand is very funny and I'm, like, interested to see how it continues. Well, you said that in our Facebook group. She's all about Facebook group. Shout out. And I did not take this as a rebrand at all. Like, when he said Vile Files Nick's version, mm-hmm. I thought he was just being funny. And then you were like, oh, this means he has, like, full control. I feel like he's always had full control. No, he was working with Cast Media. Now, him saying Nick's version, I think that means he's not working with them. Plus, they have a whole new studio and a whole new, like, logo and a whole new thing. Yeah, I got the logo. Oh, and also, sorry. I think the logo and the branding is a lot more, like, take me seriously vibe. That's the vibe I'm getting from the new studio and the new logo. Um, Obviously, it's up to interpretation, but... Well, do you take him more seriously with this mall interview? <laughs> no, I think this mall interview was a flop, but if he interviewed, like, someone normal, maybe I would take him seriously. I do think, like, he could get there. And by there, I mean... Not the mall. Like, like the Dr. Phil of Bachelor Nation, I guess. Like, I think... Like, I really do think that's his bigger plan. I think he sat down with a business manager and is like, okay... I need to shed this image. Like, what are the steps we need to take? And they were like, Nick, go get a degree as a therapist. And he's like, okay. Okay, but all of these things are not leading me down the path of going to the mall and going up to people in Forever 21 and asking if they give head. Like, this is just confusing to me. Like, if you want to be taken as a serious therapist, have them on your podcast. Have, like, intense lighting talk to them, be a very serious podcast. Like, why are we going up to random dudes in the mall? I don't know, though. Like, people do that. Like, Jay Leno does that, right? Like, jaywalking where you just talk to random people. Doesn't Jimmy Kimmel do that a lot? Like, that is a real, like, talk show host shtick. I just think he missed the mark by not asking another person at the mall. Or, yeah, releasing a different piece of footage from... You're pestering. It's like when you, like, okay, it's when you see, like, Girl Scouts in the mall or something or, or, like, outside CVS and, like, you really don't want to buy the Girl Scout cookies, but you also don't want to be asked to buy them because you're going to have to tell them no and let them down. Mm. I feel like that's Nick with the microphone. Like, don't make eye contact because then he's going to ask you, like, how many times you have sex a week and you don't want to answer it. And that was, so you're basically saying that was the only guy who made eye contact with him in the mall, which is (laughs) why we have such a weird interaction. I hope that is the case. I'm also looking at his podcast to see if Cast Media is still here, and I don't see it. So maybe it is a like yeah. a legit rebrand. I think it is. I, I think that's what he meant by Nick's version, because everyone knows what that means with Taylor's version. So yeah. Yeah, I I don't think this is the path we should be taking, Nicholas. <laughs> I think we should um I don't know, write another book, although I know Jackie wouldn't advise. <laughs> no, that please you do, that. do not <laughs> write another book. If there I think that's the wrong direction to go into. I don't think this is all necessarily a bad direction. I just think it was executed poorly. So you would recommend he goes to a mall? Where should he go next? Century City Mall. I don't know where he was at. Maybe he was at the Beverly Center. Try a different mall maybe next time. Or just find, like, a normal person. I think it could be interesting if he was asking, like, normal people these questions. Or, like, women these questions. Because he's trying to, like, be this, like, liaison between, like, I'm a man, but, like, I get women, blah. Maybe. I don't know. I'm very thrown by going up to a man, let alone a man who's clearly talking like that, and then asking, do you think women are funny? 
Like, you right. know what you're doing. You, yeah. He knew. when the, the second the guy said sh- if she deserves it, he knew. He knows what he's doing by asking, do you think women are funny? You know what? Now that you say that, I think Nick and Natalie is taking a page out of his book. They are experts at, like, doing something so cringy on the internet so that we're talking about them. Do you think that's what this was? Because there's no way logical Nick is like, yeah, that, that's good. This is good for women for me to put this out there. And literally 99% of my audience is women. Let me throw this out there. Right. Like, it seems like such a wrong move that it has to be purposeful. It's so wrong. It's right. Yes. I mean, he got us That's to talk about him yet again. I feel like he does this every time and we always fall for it. Yeah, but I still I still didn't buy the book. I'm still not listening to the podcast. So what'd you get out of me, Nick? Just the, me talking about you? I was talking about him and it, the engagement on his page. And I sometimes listen to the podcast if it's a good interview. But no, I, I will never read that book. Sorry. But I applaud the title. I said that when we originally found out about the title. I think Don't Text Your Ex Happy Birthday is honestly genius. Mm -hmm. But yeah, looking forward to see what's to come of these in-person interviews. Who knows? Maybe I'll be going to JCPenney and I'll stumble upon Nick in the clearance department. And I'll be like, Nick, uh, excuse me, where's the bathroom? And he'll be like, how often do you have intercourse who goes shopping in malls anymore anyway i mean that's the real question like guys malls are obsolete. that guy was probably the Get only guy out in the of mall. there literally he probably was the only one there all right okay well moving on so if you guys listen to tuesday's recap you know that katie has officially made it to the final four she gets a hometown date but we still wanted to know if she in fact sealed the deal on her one-on-one date when she had that museum overnight well Katie went on clickbait and actually confirms that they did not have intercourse. So this is what Katie said. You get a one-on-one, you guys get a whole museum by yourselves, and then you spend the night. So let's just go right to spending the night. Were you shocked about that? <laughs> Let's get right into the good stuff, okay? Let's get right into it. Okay. Um, Were you shocked when he asked you to spend the night? Because that doesn't happen on the show. Yeah, no. I was super shocked, super excited, though, when he did ask me. And I didn't really know what to think of it at the time, but when we walked around the corner and we saw kind of like the camp set up and the tent, I was like blown away. I thought it was so cute, so romantic. And the thing with me though, is like, I'm really bad at sleeping. Like I have a white noise machine and all this stuff. So sleeping in that tent wasn't it. It wasn't the play for me. I like, you could hear like construction off in the distance, Zach kind of snoring a little bit and I just couldn't sleep. Hence why I was like, I got no sleep. I think Zach got a little bit of sleep, but not, not me. Okay. Okay. And okay. You guys pushed you guys pushed the pushed the beds together. Oh heck yeah, we did. did was it you, cold? Did, was it cold in there? You guys had to snuggle up for warmth. It was purely survival, <laughs> right? <laughs> purely survival. It was actually quite chilly in there. Um, but he basically so like I remember we were having a conversation and then he was like, Okay, good night. And I was like, What? Yeah, so I started talking again. I'm like, I don't think I heard that right. And then, like, okay, okay, good night. I'm like, yeah, okay, all right, well, good night. So he's, he's, he's like, stop talking. Is that? Yeah, he's like, Shh, <laughs> okay. So I'm like, all right, well. Um, so yeah, nothing day. happened for those who think. Well, happened. when you came in and said you didn't get much sleep, that I feel like that was. Like, I know yeah. it's just because I I literally have such a hard time sleeping. The girls. By the way, that's Aaron Clancy chiming in. I see his face out of nowhere, and I was like, "Oh my god, what are you doing here now?" 
He's not an official host of Clickbait, right? No, like, but we, they just we have still floaters. don't know. Who's going to be There's no fucking consistency on that podcast, so they just pull in anyone who hasn't, like, pissed them off lately. No, literally. that's how you get to be a host. So, like, that overnight date sounds like kind of my personal hell. Having Mm -hmm. to sleep over with a stranger in a museum that's cold, he's snoring, and I can't sleep because I need, like, my white noise machine and, like, a face mask. I know. I was going to say justice for the people who are bad sleepers because I'm also a bad sleeper. And it's like, I also need the white noise machine. I need it to – well, I like when it's cold. You guys know. I've I've discussed this many a time. But I need that. I need to have, like – what? Like, did they brush their teeth? Did, was Katie able to do her skincare? Like, these are the things I need to know. And clearly, mm-hmm. I think the answer was no. And it doesn't sound like that wild of a night either. I mean, he fell asleep during their conversation. Well, that's why I'm just kind of like – if it was me, I would just be like, all right, but, like, can I go – now and sleep in my normal bed like why do we need Mm. to stay together and sleep here especially if in katie's case she's not even getting any sleep zach's over there in the corner snoring it's like what am i getting out of this Mm. i would have asked to go home also he snores that's like Mm. on the con list that's honestly i want to say it's a deal breaker but like pretty close pretty fucking close like they have to be really good besides that yeah you have to be stand up guy if you're gonna snore in my face so now you heard it here first. We're probably second because Clickbait released it first. But you heard it here. Katie did not bang Zach. He she did not have sexual relations with Zach Shacklecross. Okay, got it. Thank you, ma'am. Okay, you're welcome. Okay, moving on. Chris Harrison's podcast. Haven't talked about it in a hot minute, but he had Ari and Lauren on the podcast. It was a good listen. What I found interesting is that Chris. Flat out asks Lauren what she felt the day she got dumped on the show, which mm-hmm. go for it, Chris. Like, that's great. You're asking the hard hitting questions. That's a very she's all batch question that we would ask, even though it's uncomfortable, because I've actually been waiting for someone to really put her on the spot. I've always assumed, though, like maybe they say no Becca questions prior, or, but I don't know. Yeah, because we know now both sides of it. Like, we know how it's like to be on the other side. And if people are like, why didn't you ask them about this? But like, you don't realize that like, sometimes you can if they're going to be nice enough to do an interview, but they kindly request that you don't air some part like you're gonna you have to be yeah. respectful. So Ari and Lauren are friends with Chris and he flat out asks her and she tells a story apparently the finale was on her birthday and she got dumped. So this is what Lauren said. Not to go far back and bring up an awkward time for all of us, but I've never heard the story. And maybe I'm sure you've talked about it when he chose Becca. Mm -hmm. I was so immersed in that. And I was so in this with Ari. I was not in this with you. What was your world like? What was your take immediately after? I've never heard. I mean, obviously it was really hard for me. I was heartbroken, but yeah, I mean, I just remember it was actually my birthday the day he broke up with me too, which made it even worse. What a cruel but- bastard. <laughs> Who does that? Who? I know. Ugh, rude. Um, but no, it was just like a really hard time. It took a while for me to process it. And, you know, it was New Year's Eve and I feel like I was finally over it. And then he DM'd me. You, did, you didn't have like a women's intuition, <laughs> sixth sense about you that it wasn't over? Well, I mean, when I left, I told everyone that I said that he's making a mistake. And I think by the time he realizes it, it'll be too late because I will have moved on by then. So I held out for a little bit thinking maybe he would reach out. But by the time he did, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to move on now. And that was just about the time he caught me. So it was like, yeah, it was about any longer. I probably would have, I guess to set the timeline, it was probably about a month after shooting. I'll never uh, forget when Ari called me. 
I'll <laughs> never forget that. I, I remember where I was sitting. I was in my office at my home in LA when Ari called me and to tell me he was having these thoughts and, and really wanted to go seek you out. And what did I tell you? Not your, not your best supporter at the time. No, you're like, this is not going to be good for you, man. This is going to be really bad. I said, I have been through You better be sure. I remember yeah. you saying something like, you better be sure. Like, this better be worth it. Like, you know, obviously you're being put in this position um, as the lead of this of this network, network show. And there's a lot of opportunities that can come after this, but kiss all those opportunities goodbye. <laughs> so I think the last part was interesting because he talks about how you're kissing your opportunities goodbye. As you guys can tell by the episode title, we have Crystal Nielsen as our guest this week. And she talks about how when she and Chris Randone decided to announce their divorce, like they knew that they had to say goodbye to a lot of ABC special treatment and how certain couples get certain perks because they are a success story. And it's just interesting for him to flat out say, like, we had to kiss our opportunities goodbye. Also, too, uh, Crystal talks about this a little bit in our interview as well we have never seen like and maybe it's because there isn't any footage of it but like i would love to see some of the actual reconciliation between ari and lauren because all of what we saw on the show was like this pre-recorded like he was like hey and she was like yeah but there was no actual conversations i would love to see like how they really got to that point and i don't know why they never showed it maybe because there wasn't any footage of it but that's always yeah. been really well, interesting to me. Like literally release. Yeah, that would, I mean, they should, they have a YouTube channel. They should capitalize on that. Because I think people would want to see, like show us the DMs where Ari wrote you on New Year's Eve. Like what did yeah. he say? Especially now that we know that they're a success story and like they have all their kids and they are happy and it was the right decision. I mean, and I was one of those slash sometimes still am. some one of those people who's like, mm, I don't know. Like I wouldn't have taken Ari back. He didn't pick me first, like game over. And so Lauren got a lot of pushback. I would love to see like, what was that actual conversation to make you guys rebuild to this life that you have where now you're like, a stable, happy married couple with all these kids. I just think it would be really interesting. And we never really hear from them about it. They don't talk about it. And why would they want to? But I still have questions that I need answered. So come on, she's all batched, Ari and Lauren. Yeah, I feel like um, Becca has to be a sore subject still. Like, no matter how many years go by. And it's only been four. Like, mm. I thought I thought they were together for a decade. It's literally been four years. That's very, very short. I can imagine think that it it's is, still... Though? Because, well, but that's to me, like, no, why it's still such a sore subject. Because that's to me why I would be like, I can't get back together with this person. If it's always going to be a thing in our relationship that, like, we can't bring up this thing, it's a sore subject, like, that's not worth it to me. But, like, you would think they're, like, they're they're happy, they have kids. Why would it be? I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll never know what they actually think. Yeah. I guess we'll never know. Okay. Moving on. So we released our newest Patreon episode. It's all about bachelor influencers. And we literally go into how much these people are making, what it takes to get a brand deal, how followers come and go, and how certain contestants have dealt with that. We have exclusive interview clips from Ashley I and Tenley and Kira from Peter Season. And it's a really good episode if you're going to start Patreon at any time. This is probably the one to try. But we flat out ask everyone that comes on this episode for actual specific money, and it will truly blow your mind. So we have a quick clip here from Ashley Iconetti, and if you want to listen to the full episode, obviously link will be in the episode description, or just go to patreon.com slash she's all batch. So here's the Ashley clip. Could you give like maybe a range of someone in the Bachelor world, what's like the most you've heard someone earn 
from like an Instagram post. I feel like that alone is is super interesting. Like a single Instagram post? <laughs> like a, a brand like, deal. Like a partnership? Sure. Um, okay. I'll just tell you this. Aww. Because it's fresh in my mind. Because okay. I was talking to my agent about it yesterday. And he said that there's somebody in the Bachelor franchise that got 30,000 just for a story, set of story slides this week. This well, week. So we can go look and see who's put up stories. <laughs> you put up stories. Yeah. <laughs> My agent wouldn't have worded it to me like that if it was me. That's true. Okay. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It was not me. That's okay. very, very high for stories. Have you ever been paid that much for an Instagram at all? Um, well, like it comes in like, like contracts, you know what I mean? Like, like for a single post or a single story? No. Okay. So they, they, okay. So they'll say, so it's like a package more or less. Yeah. Like, you you know, it'll be like a story in a post, a story in a reel, Mm -hmm. or like in the case of doing like a a bigger partnership, it would be like a day shoot. And then the, the stuff that comes along with it. Right. Do you think that Bachelor alums ask themselves their own questions in their Q&As? Yes, because I do that. Okay, I've done it too. <laughs> yeah. <Spoiler alert. laughs> I try not to do it like more than once, but they do it. All, I'm sure they do it all the time. And another thing that I think is funny, which I really try not to do unless it's or very authentic and true, is the you guys have been asking me in my dms or you guys have asked me this and it's like mm-hmm. has one or two people asked you this because i hate i i can't <laughs> lie that's the thing about me like i really can't lie wow sounds amazing if i were you i'd go listen yeah so go to patreon.com slash she's all batch that episode will be there and along with all of our other content worth a listen also just a reminder all of the content on patreon is ad free so I think that's important to note. Okay, moving on. So tickets for FOTSFest 2.0 are officially live. It is April 13th at 7 p.m. Tickets for this event is in the episode description. What else can we tell them? Um, I don't know. It's just, it's going to be a really fun time. Obviously, like you guys will get a chance to meet me and Stephanie. We're going to be doing a whole live podcast for you guys. There's going to be a special guest who is a former villain. And that's all we will say right now. There'll be refreshments and it's a fun time. I went to another event similar to this and it was just like really fun. It gives the vibes of just like sitting on a couch with your girlfriends, chatting, drinking wine, eating cheese, and talking about The Bachelor, which is, I think, what everybody wants to be doing. So, yeah. And also, we wanted to note that a portion of the proceeds will be donated to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. That's something that we feel really strongly about. And Mm -hmm. just know that if you decide to purchase a ticket, you are helping donate to a good cause. There will be, like, surprise giveaways. And again, like Jackie said, we do have a guest locked in. And she is a very memorable person. So we think you guys will really like it. But we will be creeping on Bachelor News, reading Bachelor Encounters, and doing an interview, and also a Q&A if you guys have any questions. And it's just going to be such a good time. So the uh, link to that is in the episode description. DM either of us if you can't find it. And we can't wait to meet you guys on April 13th. Yay! All right. Hello, Steph is back at it again. I'm in the kitchen and I'm killing it with HelloFresh. Okay, what did you make this time around, Miss Chef? So I made the pecan crusted chicken with honey mustard Mm. sauce and a lemony apple salad. And once again, I was blown away. The cool thing about HelloFresh is that they're introducing me to new spices and flavors that I never would have 
even thought of trying. And I love that I don't have to go grocery shopping for all those ingredients because like who the hell has time for that? So with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make cooking at home, easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit, in case you were wondering. Wait, that pecan crusted chicken actually sounds so good. I definitely need to try that recipe. It was so good. Like, you're, I'm literally making meals that taste like I went out to eat and a, and a chef made it for me, except I am the chef. Hello, Steph. That's Hello, what they should Steph. change it to. Chef Steph, if you will. Right. Um, yeah, guys. So HelloFresh makes it easy to eat what you love. You guys can even customize select meals by swapping proteins or sides or even adding a protein to a veggie dish. And now you can even upgrade for organic chicken or organic ground beef on select meals, which is amazing. Plus, March is National Nutrition Month, in case you weren't aware. And HelloFresh makes it easy to choose delicious dietitian approved meals. So basically, simply look for the dietitian win tag on their menu choices for the meals under 700 calories with one-third less sodium. Okay, amazing. They make it easy for you. Each week, there's 40 recipes to choose from for all meal occasions, lifestyles, and preferences. You can take your pick from meals like soy glazed salmon with rice. Okay, literally sounds amazing. Or mushroom and chive risotto. Okay, I literally want to eat both of those things right now. Then you know what you should do, Jackie? You should go to HelloFresh.com slash She's All Batch 60. So HelloFresh.com slash She's All Batch 60 will get you 60% off plus free shipping and everyone wins with HelloFresh. So again, go to HelloFresh.com slash She's All Batch 60. Use code She's All Batch 60 at checkout. 60% off, free shipping. You too can be a chef, just like me. Just like you. Okay, we are going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. You guys know the drill. That's when you submit your stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild. We read about it on air. It's a good time. It is a good time. Okay, the first one is actually an update from last week. I love when we get updates. We don't get them enough. So this is the girl that got the nosebleed with Peter Krause. Oh, great. Can't wait to hear an update on this. (laughs) So just a quick reminder, she was in like his spin class or gym class and she got a random nosebleed and he was really nice. But he said, I guess to commiserate with her said, um, I got a nosebleed at a wedding. And we were just very confused. Mm Mm-hmm. So she writes back and says, here's my pod-worthy story follow-up. Yay. One, my nosebleed was caught before anything came out and I snuck out to the bathroom, probably from the dry Minnesota weather. I definitely didn't need to tell him about it, but it was a bonding moment. Okay, so it's not like she was gushing blood. That's good. Yeah, that, that was my vision, honestly, so I'm glad that she clarified that. Me too. She says, number two, he was in the wedding party when he got his nosebleed, even worse than mine. Oh my God, so embarrassing. And then his crush came out. But this doesn't give us context why his nosebleed happened. Weirdly enough, the next Bachelor encounter is with Peter at his gym. Oh my God, with another nosebleed? Um, I don't think so. Let's pull it up. She writes, here's a Bachelor encounter I forgot about. My friend and I went to Peter Krause's workout event in Dallas hosted by Michelob Ultra back in 2019. Ooh, free plug for Michelob Ultra here. The class was fun and Peter made a lot of cheesy jokes throughout. He stayed after to take pics with every single attendee, probably like 50 plus people. He was super friendly when I took a pic with him. There were drinks and snacks after and when my friend and I were leaving, Peter left right behind us. While we were waiting outside for our Uber, we chatted with him and he asked about San Antonio, the next stop on his workout class tour. 
He's the hottest person from the Bachelor franchise, so I was happy to find out he's also super sweet and easygoing. Aw. So cool. Yeah, he seem, he does seem like a great guy. And I feel like any story we've heard about him at his gym has been so positive. Um. Okay, wait. Hold up. Back to the first one real quick. I forgot she sent one more thing. Her friend took a photo with him from the gym class and wrote, Nice to meet you, Peter Krause. Want to make out? As the caption, he yeah. comments on the picture and goes, haha, no kissing on the first date. It's a rule. And then she writes back and goes, so when's the second date? But he, he didn't respond. Oh, so never. Sorry, girl. So he'll give you a little flirty flirty, but that's where he draws the line. Yeah. No second dates for Peter Krauss. Or first. Well, I guess the first. Well, no, he said first. Class. They just would not be kissing. Okay. Next one is about the twins, Joey and Justin. Oh. In December 2022, I was visiting friends in LA for the weekend, so my fiancé and I stayed at the Westin Bullventure Hotel downtown to be in a central area, and we bumped into the twins, Justin and Joey. This was at the hotel bar cafe in the lobby, and one of them was ordering a muffin while the other stood right beside him. Groundbreaking information. <laughs> this girl listens to the podcast and knows that we appreciate the details. What kind of muffin? Get back to me. I was a little nervous, but I went up to them and said, hey, I loved you guys on Bachelor in Paradise. Can I get a pick? You were a liar. I know. You did not love them on Bachelor in Paradise. But I appreciate the commitment to the bit to get the pick and the encounter. So keep up the good work. And it's always nice to be kind. You can stroke their ego even if you're lying. They were super nice and a little quiet, but took the time to talk to both of us. And they were staying at the hotel for an industry event that happened the night before. I'm guessing an event that they had other Bachelor Nation folks there. Again, I think you're being too generous with them, but okay. Uh, We saw them again a little bit later walking across the lobby. They seemed to do everything together, like twins. Anyway, they were very sweet and tall. Nice. Sweet and... We love sweet and tall. And they do do everything together. Yeah, remember when he said they're so close, they're like psychic, and he saw his brother from across the campus? I'll never forget. All right, well, those are all the Bachelor Encounters we have for this week. If you have a story, DM me at She's All Batch. Maybe next week we'll read about it on air. Who knows? And we have the live show coming up, so we're going to have to start saving some encounters for that. So if you got a good one, mm-hmm. let me know, okay? All right, moving on. Okay, do me a favor and ask your man if he's ever heard of Manscaped. And I'll bet that he says he's wanted to try it but hasn't pulled the trigger just yet. Well, that's going to change. So if you tuned into The Bachelor the other week, you probably saw a commercial for Manscaped that aired during the actual show. You've heard of this brand. They're just about everywhere and for good reason. So my husband uses a ton of their products like their new Weed Whacker 2.0, which is their nose hair trimmer that has a no tugging guarantee. So it's completely pain free. Big fans of that one. (laughs) Yes. So it is time to upgrade his game by going to manscaped.com and using our code She's All Batch for 20% off plus free shipping. There you guys can check out the Beard Hedger Pro Kit, which includes the Beard Hedger, aka the only beard trimmer he'll literally ever need. The Beard Hedger has a titanium coated T blade that is tough on hair but smooth on his face, leading to single stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. The Pro Kit is much more than a trimmer, though. It also comes with four dermatologist-tested formulations for his post-trim care. So Manscaped's beard shampoo and conditioner, beard oil, and beard balm to moisturize style and shimmer his facial hair. Shimmer, bejeweled. Trust me, both of you are going to love this because it also smells so good. The Pro Beard Kit 
Side note, also comes with three free gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure his beard is ready to impress. But if you know Manscaped, you know they are best known for grooming below the belt, which I'm telling you is worth your man trying. They have the Performance Package 4.0, which literally has everything your man can need for keeping himself groomed downstairs, including a comfortable pair of boxers, which my husband literally wears all the time. <laughs> These items from Manscaped truly make the perfect gift for literally any man in your life. So whether it be your romantic partner or even your dad, brother, literally anyone can benefit from some grooming and the good news is the perfect gift comes with a discount so remember to use code she's all batch for 20% off your order plus free shipping when you go to manscaped.com with code she's all batch trust manscaped for the only right tools for the job you guys can thank us later all right, guys, we are really pumped because we have Crystal Nielsen here this week. You know her from Ari season of The Bachelor and also Bachelor in Paradise. Crystal Nielsen, welcome to She's All Batch. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm excited. I don't know what to expect. And I, I sure hope you don't expect a recap of this current season because I am not watching it. Actually, no, no, no. no imagine. And we didn't <laughs> tell you. We just like, I, like, I listened to your... I listened to your latest episode and I was like, holy shit. If they ask me any questions, I will be a complete blank. Okay. Well, you listened to a recap episode. That's not what this is. So every week we do an interview with a former alumni and kind of dive into their season, what they went through. So no, you don't need to know anything about Zach's season. Great. All good. Great. Then we're ready to roll. Let's do it. So you were on Ari season. Obviously, that's when we were first introduced to you. But Ari was kind of like, they kind of plucked him from nowhere. So who did you want to be The Bachelor? Well, me, like millions of other women, I believe, thought that Peter was going to be The Bachelor. And not Pilot mm. Pete. I'm talking throwback Peter. I yeah. couldn't even, what is his last name now? I don't even Krause. remember. Kraus. Peter Kraus. Peter Kraus. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And myself being in the fitness space, I was really excited. I thought, you know. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, he's he's my guy. So 10 days before we were slated to go on the show, they announced it was Ari. And of course I was like crushed because I wanted Peter, but you know, Ari was an eligible bachelor and you know, it was, it was a good run. <laughs> Did you ever connect with Peter after everything? Cause you guys would make a good no. match. No, no, oh, darn. <laughs> no. And that ship has long sailed. <laughs> well, yes, of course. You're off the market now, but we're obviously talking about your single days. That could have been a, maybe he slid in the DMs. Who knows? He didn't. I, I think I actually sent him a DM and someone had made a meme of me, like 10 reasons like why you should date Crystal. And it was some like ridiculous things like um, she's flawless, uh, like just just <laughs> jokes and chimes that had been made on the season. It was It was really funny. And I sent it to him. And I saw that he had seen it, but he did not respond to it. Oh, oh no. I was Rude. like, here. <laughs> so there, there was a nudge, but you know, no, not many no dice. Not okay. my guy. Out of the limo, you were viewed as a fan favorite. Like I remember night one, you were like a person to, you were one of a front runner for sure. Um, but then later on in the season, you kind of ended up obviously with the villain edit. Mm. Do you think you were fairly edited? No, I don't. And I will say like, yeah, I felt in the beginning, I felt really like a strong contender. And I know like there were definitely some pivotal moments where I could feel it turning um, while I was filming the show. 
And I think the hardest part was like watching back, seeing scenes where completely manipulated and edited in ways they did not occur. And I think by like episode two, I could see where we know we were going with this. Can you give an example of one of those scenes that kind of yeah, edited it was, you in the wrong way? Sure. It was on the group date. So it was my first group date. I'd already had the one-on-one. Oh my gosh, it's like five years ago. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> and I have mommy brain, but it was the group date and I had a rose and we all sat down at the table to like spend time and we were all waiting for Ari to pull someone. Well, he ended up pulling me first and taking me away. But how they edited it was they made it seem like I pulled Ari and took him Mm -hmm. away already Mm -hmm. having a rose. And then you see all the girls just like talking smack about me because I did that. And that was like the first big moment where I was like, oh, that is not what happened at all. And were they able to see, I was going to say, were they able to see that, um, you were not the one who pulled him? Like, were they just telling them to say those things or how, how, why were they saying that? So probably usually what had happened in my experience, like while filming was the, the producers will come over. Cause like the bachelor's gone with someone and the world is sitting there waiting for however long they're having their time. And the bachelor or the producers will come over and ask prompting questions to have the girls discuss. And I remember mm-hmm. on that date in particular, there were multiple moments where we didn't want to talk about certain things that were happening or certain people. And we couldn't actually leave until we talked about it. And, so like, and, and them. we're fours. It's like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. We're so tired. And like, we have to, you have to talk about it. And we're finally like, fuck, okay, like, let's mm-hmm. go to bed. Right. And then only to be woken up at like 7 a.m., <laughs> two hours yeah. later. There was um a lot of focus around your voice that season. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like you were bullied by the show, by people on the show? What was your take on that? Yeah, I do. I definitely do. I will, I will say there were moments where I definitely have to take responsibility of, you know, things that I had said or done, but I had definitely felt, um, I definitely felt bullied, particularly, especially after the show. I think it's, it's one thing to make fun of people's characters or decisions that they make, but making fun of things that people can't obviously change or, I feel like those are low blows. And it was kind of the backstory on my voice was I'd been going through vocal like distress almost two years leading up to going on the show. Mm -hmm. And I was a coach. I was like a motivational coach in group fitness. So I loved it, but that was a huge impact on really straining my vocal cords and leading up to the show, you know, you leave for potentially two months without Mm -hmm. any pay. So I was coaching extra to make as much money as I could, not knowing how I would pay my bills. I was making minimum wage. Mm -hmm. And so my, my voice was really, really stressed. And there was definitely moments where I thought, I don't want to go on the show. I'm really self-conscious about, about how I sound. And at that point, I remember even telling my mom, like, I don't even remember what my voice used to sound like. I stopped singing all the things that I really love because of just the vocal trauma I was going through. And the The funny thing about it is while I was on the show, while I wasn't coaching, while I wasn't in those harsh environments, that's when my voice began to heal, kind of going Mm -hmm. through all this trauma. And that's why coming out of The Bachelor, I decided not to go back into group fitness and instead pursue a solo career in the online coaching space 
really okay. to preserve my faith, my voice, because I, I didn't want to go back through that experience. The lack of <laughs> like, sleep probably didn't help either. Yeah. Keeping you up yeah. till five in the morning and then waking you up at seven. What do you expect? Did they know that you were going through that, that stuff, like the producers and, and everyone with your voice? Uh, I mean, I have like told them, but it, at that point, like I'd been, I'd sounded like that for two years. So it was almost like the new normal for me. Mm. And I, I was just always straining, always hurting, like always, always sucking on cough drops. And cause at that point I was coaching 5am, 6am, 7am classes, five days a week. Like I was coaching a lot. And so it was just my new normal. And when I, I was still, we were still at the mansion and I remember waking up and coming downstairs and being like, oh my gosh, my vocal cords, like don't hurt today. And I could start to feel that they were beginning to just heal. And mm. I remember being really self-conscious about that, like with my voice beginning to change. Yeah. I remember Chris Harrison asking you after the final rose and he's like, can you give us a little like, hi or whatever hi. it was. And you were like, <laughs> You're like, I can't even do it. Like, I bet it was like a beating a dead horse by that point, though. Well, I remember, too, watching it on TV. If anyone had the captions on, it would lit like when you I think it was the women tell all you were talking to Ari and then it would ch the captions would change to be like normal voice. So kind of like playing on the mm. fact that like you had one voice sometimes and one voice another time. Who wrote those? I don't even know how they how they make that happen. Yeah, like literally who wrote those captions? I don't know. But that's like how deep it was about this whole voice thing that I wouldn't have even noticed had they not been emphasizing it so much. I know. And, and you know, like one beef that I have with The Bachelor, like going through it, because I was a huge fan. Like I watched every season. I was a really big fan. But going through that process and especially like seeing how I was edited and other people in situations, it just made me not a fan anymore because the the psychological trauma that contestants endure can be really hard to come back from. And I just yeah. don't think it's okay to taunt people in that way just for, for, for laughs. I think um, you were taken advantage of. I want to know, like you did classic villain things, but we on our show are very aware of the fact that every action is typically nudged by a producer or there's some type of reason for it. We can see through that. Obviously the average mm -hmm. viewer can't see through that. So you're in good hands here. But when you would go and interrupt Ari, for example, I think there was one episode where like, God forbid you interrupted him twice. I don't know. But like, is that a producer oh, saying, yeah. what, what are they saying to you? Oh my gosh. So <laughs> I don't think I've ever said this, but that was the moment where I was like, I'm going to be the villain. And it was it was that same week as the group date that we talked about that we saw edited and it changed it. And it was when it was the rose ceremony. I had the rose. I'd, I'd done the one-on-one. -on -one, we did the group date. We were going into the rose ceremony and a producer kept coming up to me and asking me to, turns out it's a villain producer. I later found out, um, asking if I oh. would wanted to go spend some time with Ari before the rose ceremony. And I was like, of course I do. And I'm like, but is he talking to Bibiana right now? And that whole week, she'd been really emotional and crying and just going through a lot. It was just really getting to her, the whole thing. And I was like, hell no, I'm not interrupting Bibiana to have this time mm -hmm. with him. Because she really needed this time. 
And so I walked away and I guess he went up to Becca Martinez and was trying to really like poke her to do it. And all the girls just kept walking away. So then he comes back up to me, this producer, and he goes, all right, he's done with Bibiana. He's in an interview with the producer. Do you want to go sneak in and like give him a kiss where the rose ceremony is about to start? And I'm like, of course, thank you so much. Like thinking like this producer is like my friend and helping me out. And I'm like, of course. So he's like, okay, just he's behind the door. So I go and fucking open the door and he's sitting with Bibiana and she turns and gives me like the look of death. Like so mad. I interrupted her and Ari gave me this look too. Like, what are you doing? This is so rude. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Let me give you more time. I close the door. I turn around to like sprint the hell out of there. And there are like two producers or two cameramen (laughs) right behind me filming me. And I just start walking and panicking. Cause I'm like, I know Bibiana is going to lose it on me. I can already see how this is going to play out. And I'm like panicking. I'm like looking for a place to go and just catch my breath and like reassess like what the fuck just happened. And like how I was just pu- puppeteered in this situation. Can't go anywhere. Cameras are following me everywhere. I'm mic'd up God, I'm afraid. and it was just like a huge turning point of I'm like, holy shit. Like there's like real drama and trauma that's going to come from this season. Question when, so then the girls, then Bibiana then goes and says, Oh, Crystal tried to interrupt me. She has a rose. And that's like the craziest, most taboo thing you could ever do on this show. Mm -hmm. But could you ever say, or anyone else ever say like, guys, a producer told me to go and open the door or if you did, it would just get edited out. But like, I feel like in order to like save face with the girls, I'd be like, I was told to do that guys. Like, listen to me. So I did. Yeah, I did. I actually, okay. after it, after Bibiana came back in, I went and found her and sat with her. And that was like the infamous Mike scene. Like I went to go talk to her about Mike it. Like to, ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> to go explain the situation. And she just wasn't in a place to really receive anything and just okay. put a lot out. And so after that, I went and found her and I explained and, you know, we had a big talk and she apologized and she reached out after it aired as well to apologize again okay. like about the whole situation. But, you know, when you're in it, your emotions are so high. There's so much pressure. There's so much on the line. Like you don't want to go home. You put so much like on hold to come and have this experience and want to soak up as much as you can. And yeah, it's a lot. I will say like the hardest part for me, like kind of having those tricks played, like literally like opening a door and not knowing what's behind it is you trust these producers. Like they're your friend. You're isolated from your family, from your best friends, from anyone that can give you an outside perspective or advice. Like you lean in and trust these people. And especially people who, as you'll notice, like, and I'm sure, you know, like one by one, people get isolated and kind of villainized. Like one by one, there's always like the bad. Oh yeah. When you go home, it's the next one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so when you go through that process, you're really isolated from the girls. You're isolated from everyone. So you only have like your producer who is, becomes like your everything, your whole world. And to get betrayed by them felt really hurtful for me. Was there ever a time when you were on the show, like maybe after that situation where you realized clearly the producers are leading you in the wrong direction and you pushed back against them? Because I know they don't really like when people say like, no, I'm not going to go open that door or I'm not going to say the thing that you want me to say. Um, You know, I don't really remember if that happened so much 
on, like while I was filming, I know in between my time on Bachelor and my time on Bachelor in Paradise, like I was not going to go to the woman tell all. Mm -hmm. And it was really like kind of dangled over my head that if I wanted to go to Paradise, then I had to like do certain things. I had to go to the woman tell all. And, you know, a lot like, um, after you go off the show, like you connect with all the girls and chat it all through and you're like, oh my God, we were all so played. Like, holy shit, we all took it so seriously, but we were, it was just a game, you know, you know, it was just a game. So I remember like Becca Martina had invited me to her birthday and somehow the producers had gotten wind of it. And this was before the women tell all had aired. And it was like, I was told I couldn't go. Like I couldn't, I couldn't do Oh couldn't God. be seen with any of the girls. I couldn't, so it crazy. couldn't be shown that I was friendly with them, that we'd all overcome it. Like I, and I, it just made me feel really powerless. Mm-hmm. How do they so enforce sad. something like that though? Like, is that part of the contract yeah, that like you, literally you can't contract. go to Becca Martinez's personal <laughs> yeah. party that has nothing to do yeah. with the show? Yeah. You'll, you're threatened that you'll be sued. Wow. You know, I had no money. I like quit my coaching job and I have like so much shame with it airing or I'm like, I, I, I feel helpless. Like I have to listen. And that's so fucked up because we think about like women who are in the, these situations, like with a partner who's controlling them in this way. And we're like, girl, get out, mm-hmm. like get out. And that it's just feels wrong. Wait, I, I want to touch on the Becca thing, but real quick. So on the actual show, I know you don't watch, but there's a girl that he comes to take one girl on a one-on-one date and another front runner is like, oh, can I just steal you real quick before you go on the date? She goes out in the hallway that she kisses him and he goes on the date. We know that like, she obviously like got a special privilege from a producer, but this girl is getting trashed, like absolutely trashed. And I just want people that are listening. Obviously, if you listen to us, you know, the, the drill, but like, hopefully Crystal can shed some light on the fact that like, People are being put in positions that they can't yeah. necessarily get out of and you're being totally. threatened. And mm-hmm. also they, you're on the show already. So mm-hmm. you're like, well, they have all this footage of me. They could do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Do I really want to play like fight against these people? Probably not. Cause you then know. they could make it even worse. Mm-hmm. But with Becca and the birthday party thing, she was really hard on you at women tell all. So it makes me wonder mm-hmm. like if at women tell all was she pushed to go against you harder I'm because sure. if she liked you enough to invite you to her birthday party she clearly wasn't that mad at you anymore but mm-hmm. on the women tell all she was I just rewatched it for this interview she was very <laughs> mad yeah I mean you held your own and you looked so hot by the way but like oh, God, she, thank you she <laughs> really, <laughs> I'm but like you but you held your own and you really pushed back against everyone I it's interesting to know that you were invited to her birthday party now looking back because mm-hmm. Was that an act then? Uh, I'm sh- I'm sure, you know, like I'm sure that she was encouraged by producers and, and like, don't forget, like they all talk to you the night before they're there, they're, they're there like rallying you up right before you go on taking shots at the bar and they're all mm-hmm. like feeding you like m- things to say. And you're like, oh, cause it's going to make me seem like I'm like standing up for all women or, or like whatever. And a big thing at Women Tell All was that you wanted to be loud to get on paradise. Like the whole thing was you want to cause a scene, you want to cause commotion, like you want to be a voice, like a strong voice to then get the next token. 
Was that actually, that was your, you were strategic. That was what I was told by producers. Oh, that was telling you that you want that. Like the tell all is your audition to go on paradise. This yeah, is not shows like my favorite days, interview you, we've ever yeah. done, by the way. I this know you like, are doing so good. So good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm I, I'm dying. This is so, I, so You can good. tell, though, with the women's hell all, too, because it's just like people who went home night one will be like throwing their two oh, yeah. cents in and like chiming in on something that happened like when there's like the six worst. people left. I hate when that. The, I wish they would stop doing that because I'm like, I when don't want to. One people are like chiming in. I'm like, we don't even know your name. I know. Just go here. <laughs> we want to hear more from like I the people that had storylines that sucks though for people who go home on night one that like would suck because you bought tons of shit tons of clothes you got to go return it all like oh my gosh I just I feel I feel for I them. Know. that's my biggest well now hearing all of this stuff I'm like that's not my biggest fear of going on the show but I always used to think I'm like if I ever were to go on I just need to make it past night one because I tell her all I, the time I'm like you're not going on the show they're no, never they're gonna never let gonna you let with me. this podcast go on they're the never. show Never. <laughs> um, can we talk a little bit about um, the bowling group date and then kind of what transpired <laughs> after that? Because I feel like that was the most quote unquote infamous villain moment from you. But I know what we saw on TV is, is probably not how everything went down and is not the full no. story. So can you please share from your perspective, like what that whole thing was? Yeah. The, the quick version of that is we had traveled for, we had like two days off to travel I had done a 60 hour fast, um, while we were traveling. Cause I knew we were going to Florida. Oof. I wanted to look good in a bikini. I'd been oh doing God. like 48 hour fast, 72 hour fast. Um, and so I hadn't eaten and everyone knew I was fasting cause they all had a pizza party. Anyway. So we landed in Florida and it was the day I was going to break my fast. And as I come down to go to the kitchens, the day of the bowling date, as I come down to have breakfast, the producers pull me into an interview for two hours. And I'm like, I'm so hungry. I need to eat. And everyone's like, Crystal needs to eat. Crystal needs to eat. They pull me. And so by the time I come out, all the breakfast is cleared up. There's no food for me. Uh-huh. Wow. And then they put us right on a boat to go, or right on the bus to go film some stuff on the beach. And then we go right to the bowling alley. We, We go right into the group date. So we get there. I'm so hungry. I've already like mentally like been done with this. Like I need to eat. And all there is is chicken wings, celery sticks, carrot sticks, onion rings, and beer. So I'm like eating like this. Yeah. any kind of fucking Shoveling substance I can find. And, you know, they, you know, they were just, the producers knew I was like, I was, you know, an easy date that day and just kept bringing me like pint glasses of tequila, which was way more alcohol than they should have been serving me. Like, cause they have a limit now. Mm-hmm. They didn't pass then, that. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Apparently not. Well, especially if you have an empty stomach of like, especially. you haven't been eating. That's yeah, exactly. A recipe so, for disaster. I, yeah. I mean, that's all on me. That's on me. Like, you know, I should have sure. been carrying a protein bar, but <laughs> so anyways, I get super, super saucy. And then, and we do the date we win and they make us do this like 45 minute dance with this fucking trophy. And at that point, like I haven't eaten. I have this migraine from like drinking beer and like eating onion rings. <laughs> and they, then Aria like comes out and they make us dance with this trophy. And I'm like, this is so stupid. Wait, I don't remember this. Did that air? 
You danced I, with a trophy? I don't think it did. No, for like 45 <laughs> minutes, I had us like dancing with this trophy that we won, like making this huge deal. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, just like a celebratory, like we won scene. The celebratory thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So then um, <laughs> we like go in and kind of before all that, I ended up getting really emotional because my mom worked at a bowling alley for 25 years as a bartender. So there was all this like inner child stuff coming up for me where I'm like, oh my God, like, mm-hmm. And just sharing, I'm like crying on camera, talking about like my mom and like her struggles being a single mom. And I'm like all emotional. And they're like, here's some more tequila. And I'm like, okay. You know, and everything's just going so good. And so then we (laughs) go out, we win, we do the dance, we sit down. And then, you know, Ari's like, I changed my mind. And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) We just did this 45 minute (laughs) victory dance. I look like, we look like an idiot. And the whole time it just felt hurtful because he was over with the other team, like with Lauren, Lauren was there and spending a lot of time. They were really having a connection. And I was like, I just felt super rejected. Like all of us girls where we were upset, we go on the bus and I just let it riff. Like, I'm not happy. I felt like we were like a carrot was just dangled in front of us. Like I just felt like tricked and I'm just like, dude, you need to like hold true to your word and you didn't. And I got a problem with that. So, you know, I use the term hashtag not Peter because on the bus I did on the bus. Is that what, that's what you said that what like everyone what was I saying said. like the hashtag not okay. Peter. Wait, did that hashtag even happen until the season? I thought that didn't happen until the season. Maybe, maybe it was before. It had to I don't know, but did that's what I said. The hashtag? I said. Hashtag not Peter. <laughs> on the bus and when and all the girls were upset too like they were not happy like I was obviously the most upset so when we get to the hotel I rip off my mic my my mic I rip off my shirt and I go and pack up my shit and I'm like I am not going on this group date I'm packing my bags I'm going home I'm in my robe and the producers all like you need to like come out and I'm like I'm not going I walk out and all the girls are sitting on the couch waiting for me. Like they'd made all the girls wait for me. Me not knowing that mm-hmm. I'm there, this is actually even going on. Mm-hmm. And so then when I come out, all the girls were just re- obviously upset with me. And I mean, they're all right to be. It was disrespectful of me to have said that. And so, yeah, that was just pretty much it. The way they oh built my. that up, the fact that all you said was hashtag not Peter and they built that up to be like this lost footage from the bus that we're never going to see. And it was so horrible. It's just so crazy to me, like how they also by him, like backtracking up. on what he said leads you to believe that the girl he wants to spend time with is on the other team. So to everyone is, that was yeah. on your team and it was, I mean, his wife was on that team. Yeah. So I like, I wonder if the, that team won, would he have just stayed true to what he said exactly honestly probably not (laughs) like now like knowing how like the shows are like poked and prodded but I mean that's how it felt like and it was really obvious like he was there the whole time with Lauren and so yeah we did just feel like you clearly don't want to spend time with us and Mm -hmm. like we won this fair and square like these were the rules we followed them like you follow your side of of the game right so um yeah, that's how it worked out. And like lost footage, I remember actually like coming home being like, oh, fuck. I hope there was not a camera on the bus because I was venting. And there wasn't, right? <laughs> there wasn't. Okay, there wasn't. But when we got to um, after I'd kind of had my moment with all the girls, I did like go and 
I was like really upset because I've had like 12 girls attacking me and I was really upset and I was chatting with a producer and he came in and so that scene you see of me like freaking out at the tell-all he had come in and opened a blind and was wearing a microphone and I thought we're having this private conversation again with my producer that I trust with everything Cause we had, my roommate had closed all the blinds and everything. We turned on faucets and hair dryers. So we could have a private conversation because at that point you have nowhere to go. Like you're recorded everywhere you go, like even to the bathroom, you know, you just need like your space to just unpack everything. So I remember seeing that and being like, oh boy, that's my nail in the coffin. So you didn't know he was there. I knew I was talking to him, but I thought oh, I you didn't know he had private. the mic conversation yes so what's the blinds he opened the blinds and the mic was there or something and a cameraman came on the balcony and was filming through the window me talking wow. to the producer oh my god that that's freaking wild so you think you're having a private conversation and turns out it's being recorded and filmed um so they're on that footage which they only aired on after or uh, they only aired it on the women tell all tell all were you like shitting yourself that they were airing holy shit I was because like leading up like the whole season of it airing like I was so nervous of like what was going to be shown like how that was going to be portrayed Mm -hmm. and and it was interesting like when I actually like when it all went down it actually wasn't as bad as I thought I actually ended up getting a lot of fan love for (laughs) like my hurricane crystal you know moment and I was like okay wow like this is kind of like we're turning a leaf here so then at the tell-all like it really caught me by surprise and I think had I known like I definitely probably wouldn't have gone so on the women tell all you tell him that like your goodbye was really cold and he like doubles down and was like well it was warranted and it was very awkward between the two of you where do you guys stand today are you there cool yeah, we're cool. We <laughs> hung out at an event in Vegas just a few okay. months ago and chatted and had a great time. And Lauren and I like messaged back and forth. And yeah, they seem I think like, like so happy and adorable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a great couple. And you know, you could feel that when you're you were on the show. You're like, you knew there was something special between them. And but yeah, I mean, like five years later, like when we, when you come out of it, you just understand. You're like, oh, okay. Like, I'm not going to take it as personally because we were on a show and we didn't know how we were being played. And, and so, yeah. I'm, I'm curious though, when did you find out that, um, in regards to Ari, that he had picked Becca and then ended up breaking up with her and then going back to Lauren? Like, were you, when, first, my first question is, when did you find out about that? And like watching it back, did it make sense to you? Um, well, I stopped watching after I got kicked off. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> Outside of the tell-all. I watched that with like a, my big support group, <laughs> but, uh, like all my girlfriends, but I, I heard about it on reality Steve. Like I've been following it and like all, cause I was so curious, like how it was going to be leaking and what was going to come out. So I was, I was kind of following reality Steve and, um, I had never heard of him until I was actually on the show. But yeah, I heard it. And then, you know, kind of like my whole take on it is, I mean, yeah, that was fucked up to get like blindsided in that way. And it was, it was hard, like watching it and seeing Becca so excited, like, look at this big engagement ring. And then Mm -hmm. 
thinking, you know, and then getting broken up with like for sure harsh, but obviously like him and Lauren had something and I think it would have been worse for, for Ari and Becca to have continued down that path when his heart was somewhere else and wanted to be with someone else. So at least he did her the respect to break up with her in person. And I know, like, I definitely felt for Ari and Lauren, like when they came out as a couple, because they had their whole moment of coming together, but none of that got aired and was shown. So I know we saw such a little conversation. And it's interesting because a lot of people were like, toward at the the finale, they're like, oh, Crystal got a redemption because things I had kind of said were right. People had kind of redeemed me in that aspect. And uh, which I don't really remember now, but I just remember being like, oh, she's not the villain anymore. Like someone Mm. else is the villain. The lead's the villain. And I just, I felt bad because I'd gone through it and they were in such a moment of like wanting to celebrate. It's like every interview they did, I was following. It was all about Becca. Every article written Becca. I was like, oh, that sucks. I can't imagine like being her, but they've obviously proved that they're the real deal. And I feel like they're one of the more rock solid couples in the franchise. So I've always stood by, I thought that his move was romantic. Like you made a mistake, but it takes balls to go after the one you really want because you are facing all this backlash. It's like even more so like I'm, I, it's, it's worth the backlash because I want to be with you that badly. Like, I think that's kind of like, exactly. Totally. Totally. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. yeah well let's talk about paradise because then you made a splash over there do they pitch you a redemption edit to get you to come well you wanted to go on paradise but do they pitch you a redemption edit they didn't they can they didn't pitch me that necessarily i pitched it myself mm-hmm. what okay. did you say <laughs> Did you I say, oh, said, I need a redemption edit in order to come? I didn't say, I didn't say redemption. I just said like, I want a second chance and you have to pay me more money and pay me up front. And what was it? I knew they wanted me. What'd you get girl? Oh, I can't spell. So I will but say okay. literally, no, but I will tell you, we ask everyone and everyone has. So if that makes you feel any more about, mm. but if you don't want to, we don't have to. No, I don't want to. Okay. I don't really know. um okay so so how did that go down did they give you what you wanted money wise they did yeah they did and the reason why like I needed money up front because like I had quit my job I had didn't know how I was going to pay bills like while I was gone in paradise like I had almost zero dollars in my bank and I had just written my program total body guide and I was like waiting when I was going to launch it and I had a lot writing on paradise and a lot of pressure, but I went into it knowing that if I were to, I just wanted a second chance to be show who I really am, obviously eat food, not drink on an empty stomach and like, just be me. And I had taken like that six months of just really unpacking everything that happened and learning that like when I was on bachelor, like I really wasn't showing up as my authentic self. I was really scared and really hiding aspects of of who I was, which comes across as very inauthentic and hiding things like my oils and crystals, because I was afraid I'd be like the weird girl. 
but knowing like those are the things that really gave me my power. So I brought my whole tool as I'm holding a crystal. I brought my whole toolbox to paradise. And I was like, I just want to be me. I just want to be seen for me. And so I was okay to go home on day one. Like I, that was, that was, I was, I was good with that. And I just felt like I really, whether I, it was because we were on the beach, like I just like was me. I didn't give like any fucks. I knew the game the producers were playing. I wasn't falling. I wasn't going to fall for the tricks the second time around. And I was just like going to have a good time. And I did. I had a great time. I had made amazing friends and yeah, it was good. Were you nervous though? Like, how do you trust in that again? I was, I was super nervous coming down the stairs because I didn't know how people were going to react you know, to me, like some people who I won't say, but we were messaging like on Instagram before all friendly. And then I get down there and like, you see it back and they're like talking shit and you're like, yeah, what? Aren't you just asking me for like advice? (laughs) I still, I feel like even still, like I have some like after shocks of going through that process and yeah, it is her piece is still within me yeah PTSD Um, (laughs) seriously well so obviously you ended up in a couple that ended up getting engaged at the end what was it like like first connecting with Chris like how did you guys gravitate towards each other at first I I, he didn't catch my eye at all (laughs) because I really wasn't going to have a relationship with anyone like mm-hmm. I, I wasn't really going to, I was over the whole, oh, I'm here to find love. Like, I'm like, this is bullshit. <laughs> it's not what this show's about. And, um, so he didn't catch my eye at first. Um, you know, and I think what it is, is like when you're on an Island with only like eight guys, like you got to choose one, but I think like outside in like the real world, like, would I have dated anyone that was on that Island? No, I wouldn't have. It's like when you Chris work with too. people, it's like, is he hot or do I just like work across from him every single day <laughs> totally. and have to look at him? <laughs> totally. Do you think that's Chris though too? Like, would you not even have gotten engaged to him unless he was one of eight? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I just, he, I don't think so. I don't think we would have ever gone on a first date had it not been for the show. And we've said that we we're like, we mm. would never have dated had it not been for being on an island and um, wow. with each other. But I will say like, um, yeah, that was an interesting process, but I will say obviously the relationship didn't work out, but it was a really important one for me to really, I learned a lot in that relationship. We were really similar. We had both become villains, but both come off from being villains on both of our yeah. seasons. He didn't know it. And I remember the day like we got engaged, we were, the show had ended we were in our hotel room and he started watching his season and we found out together that he was the villain. And oh my God. So like, that was a lot like the day we got engaged. And so I think like it was, it's hard to, to go through that. And I was single and that was like hard and I needed all that time for me to really heal and process. And cause when you're in that place, like it's hard to give to someone And I know he had mentioned that like in interviews after we divorced and everything that, yeah, he, yeah, had a lot to unpack as I did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
we are we've had Chris on the show and he talked about your televised wedding and said that mm-hmm. ABC completely controlled it and it was really mm-hmm. it was hard for you guys because you realize like obviously as it's playing out you're like oh crap like this is my wedding but it's also you know being manipulated and scenes are being forced yeah. how was that as like a bride because I'm sure like that was your it was a real wedding for you but there was so much other focus other than you and I'm sure that's yeah hard. definitely hard I mean like a hard part was we could only invite 30 guests total, including bridal party. And then there was 60, 60 other contestants that were invited, just bachelor people to be there. Plus the cast of the current season of paradise. Like, so that you didn't necessarily even know or have friendships. Didn't even know. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. And so we, we knew that going in. So we were like, okay, like we'll, we'll take some, like there's some give and take care. But mm-hmm. I think I know a moment that really sucked where I really was like kind of regretting it was after we had done the ceremony, we were, all of our guests were on a bridge waiting to go into the reception and it was like fucking 95 and humidity was like 99. It was so hot and so humid and everyone's on this bridge And we're waiting in like a little consignment store for over an hour. Like I'm in my, we're bride and groom, wedding gown, tux. We're like sitting on the floor in a little gift shop at this hotel because Taisha was off like crying in the bathroom and they made our entire, all of our guests and us wait for them to capture all of that to then be able to film us. And so we're just like, what the fuck? Like, are you serious? It felt super disrespectful. And we had talked to people who'd also had televised weddings and they told us like, it's a TV show. You need to know it's not going to feel like a wedding. Like it's production. Did you guys feel pressure to stay together because you were a success story? Like at any point in like the ending of your relationship? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I remember like when we decided we wanted to split, we were really scared to tell ABC. We were really scared to tell you know, the people who were following us and invested in our relationship because people were coming up to us all the time and they'd be like crying and be like, because of you guys, I have, I believe in like second chances, you know? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like we're inspiring people and I don't want to let all these people down. And so from my end, and I I bet Chris would agree, like I definitely felt a lot of pressure to, to stay Mm -hmm. together. And not even only like for fans, but there's also like when you're a, what they refer to as proof of concept, it's very valuable for the Bachelor franchise. There's a lot of opportunities fed your way to continue to elevate you and support you. And so walking away from all that was scary, was scary. Okay. What's an example of like the opportunities they give you? Like, um, a lot of brand partnerships, brand deals, podcasts. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of opportunities. Mm. So ABC to come on can the facilitate show. some of the brand partnerships that then you guys do mm-hmm. on social. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, I, I mean, it makes sense. So yeah. Rena and Joe were just on that like Maybelline commercial and that Maybelline commercial airs during the bachelor. It's obviously mm-hmm. ABC's like has hands in it. They're not just like, they're probably asking like, give us a bachelor couple. And I'm sure ABC goes and plucks who they want. 
Yes. Dancing with the stars. I mean, all that stuff's done through ABC. And so you want to be on good terms. That's why it's like scary to speak out about like your experience, like it not being well, because like they're so powerful and it again, can just feel really scary and really, you can feel really powerless. And then on the other side, like we all go in knowing like the show. We all go in like having read the 27 page non-disclosure agreement. Like we know we're signing away all of our rights to defend ourselves, to, to speak out about what truly happened, to talk about anything behind the scenes, like for a duration of time. But like when you're in it and you just want to tell people that's not really what happened and you can't, it can definitely have like a lasting effects. Um, your life today looks so beautiful. You're engaged and you have a beautiful baby girl. Tell us about life today. Life is awesome. You know, I was thinking about it leading up to this podcast that if I had to walk through the fire that I did to get to where I am today with miles and our daughter, like I would do it again because life on the other side of that, it, I just, uh, appreciate my partner. I love my family. And I, I love the little things. I think who I was going into bachelor was someone who was insecure and was seeking to be validated and through acceptance and achievement and having gone through it all and then walked away to rebuild a new life. I just have such a sweeter appreciation for, for the little things. And you have your glitter back. Yeah, I do, girl. <laughs> do you still? Do I that? love that gif. I love to use it all the time. Glitter. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really cool. I was looking at your, um, I think it was YouTube, but like you took fans along on your pregnancy journey with you because you've always done the fitness, but then mm-hmm. you did um, like uh, prenatal fitness. And I, mm-hmm. I love that. So then uh, people got to like really go along with that alongside you. And that was a really cool way to feel like connected. You connected with your fans. Thank you. You know, I filmed that when I was eight months pregnant over Valentine's day weekend. And I didn't, I knew I wanted to film this, but like a pregnancy workout program, but it's hard when you're pregnant, you're fucking tired. You do not want to do a pregnancy workout. And so I kind of kept putting it off. And finally I was like, it has to happen this weekend or it's not going to happen. And that was a weekend that my mom had told me she found a lump in her breast. Oh, sorry. Which was two years ago. So being pregnant with my daughter and like thinking about losing my mom, it was such an emotional experience. And going through that, I could only just think like how my mom's my, my motivation for doing all of my, my coaching and my work with women. And so I knew that I wanted to launch my prenatal workout program for free on YouTube to support women and, and give them those resources. Cause when I was pregnant, there was some workouts on YouTube, but most of them were behind paywalls and memberships. And it was really hard to find like one with good music that like I was motivated to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the next time I'm pregnant, I'm going to have this whole fucking workout program and I'm going to be have the fittest, strongest pregnancy. And that's just my gift to all the women on YouTube. Aww, I love that. 
And then you have other programs as well. Can you like, what can tell our listeners where they can find everything you have to offer? Cause you offer really awesome stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Well, the thing I'm most proud of is I launched my reign over your life podcast this past year. And that was to really start documenting my trauma recovery from bachelor, from adolescence, from everything in between. And I'm really proud of that podcast because it's just a, a space for healing. And I have a reign over your life community, a free community for women who are just wanting to have deeper conversations around self-healing where I have loaded all of my like 60 workouts all for free are loaded to 200 recipes, my meditations, my EFT tappings, all these incredible resources for transformational work are there. And you can just go to crystalnilson.com and click on RXL to enter, enter the vortex of healing. I love it. Oh, we're going to have to check that out. A fellow podcaster. I didn't know that. That's why I got the fancy mic. Exactly. (laughs) And the background. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, so it's, it's video podcast as well? I did do video and then I took it away because I just wanted to drive everyone to, you know, to, to the audio version, mm-hmm. but we're going to be bringing the video back. Cool. Yay. Is this video? So, yeah. So, um, our Patreon listeners will get the full video episode. And then I use videos to make the, um, marketing yes. clips, promo clips yeah. to get people to listen. But, um, the podcast is audio, but people get, people will get to see your background. Don't worry. She has this whole awesome setup. Looks stunning, obviously. Um, but yeah, our Patreon listeners, shout out guys. If you're not a Patreon, go check it out. It's worth it. Trust me, with this interview, I'll be making tons of promo clips. You gave us so much here. Like, this was gold. Like, truly. Yeah, thank you. And we've interviewed, like, 60 people from the show. 50, 60 people, yeah. Yeah. This was top tier. Might be my top, like, three favorites. (laughs) I was going to say that. And, like, let me know on... um, when it's going to air. And if you want to email me over any assets too, that I can use to promote it, I'm happy to. I will absolutely do that. Thank you so much, Crystal. Okay. Bye ladies. Have a great night. And that's our show. We told you guys it was going to be a really good interview. Hopefully we delivered. Um, If you like what you hear, make sure you are subscribed so you never miss a future episode. Yes, and if you're looking for a greater She's All Backed community, you can check out the Facebook group. You can also check out our Patreon, where we have a lot of bonus content, including our most recent episode, which is all about Bachelor influencers and how much money they're getting paid for posts and stuff. It's pretty juicy, and I found it like really interesting, so definitely go check that out if you have not already. And FoxFest 2.0 is officially up for Woo! grabs. Get them while they're hot. April 13th, 7 p.m. The link to buy the tickets are in the episode description. We can't wait to meet you guys and read Bachelor Encounters with you. And it's going to be so much fun. I'm so excited. So can't wait to see you there. And if you're looking for something to wear when you come to Fots Fest, maybe you want to check out the merch mm-hmm. and wear a Fots sweatshirt. I definitely am going to probably bring a Fots sweatshirt with me. If it gets a little chilly. In case it gets a little chilly in that mid-April air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that would be great. So um, the link to merch is in the episode description as well. Thank you to our sponsors this week. Guys, go get Manscaped for your man. They are actually really good products. My husband actually does use them. Use code SHESALLBATCH and that will get you 20% off your entire purchase plus free shipping. And it's actually like, it's good man products. Like 
they know what's up. Yeah. And if you want to become a professional cook, just kidding, but you will feel as if you are a professional cook, go to HelloFresh.com slash She's All Batch 60 and use code She's All Batch 60 at checkout for 60% off plus free shipping. And you can make some amazing meals like that pecan chicken thing that now I really want to try. I mean, go to HelloFresh.com, obviously, slash She's All Batch 60, obviously. Obviously. But I mean, guys, you can literally also sign up Use our code, sign up, try it out for a week. You mm-hmm. can cancel, you can pause weeks. So if you, you're not sure how many meals you want or if you're going away and you want to like just kind of get your footing and see if you actually like doing it, try it. Literally, like I think with the code, the first week comes to like a very, very small amount. So it's worth at least giving it a shot. Absolutely. Tell them we sent you there. Follow me at She's All Batch. Follow Jackie at Jackie Maroney underscore. Have you seen her on the talk? She's killing it. <laughs> Am I? I don't know about yeah, I mean, you're it. all over my for you page. Because they know what you want to see. That algorithm is working overtime to present my face to you. I always engage with your videos because I'm a good friend. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, also, I engage because the videos are good. Yeah, sometimes. All right. Um, is that it? I think that's it. Goodbye, bitches. Goodbye, bitches.